0: Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday, August 25th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, and we're diving right into the action today. We have power to the pod. We have the Curtis Weaver transaction to talk about, and a lot of people have lost their mind over the Curtis Weaver transaction decision yesterday. So let's start today's episode of Power to the Pod. Before we get to the takes and the questions, I want to touch on this Curtis Weaver nonsense. Dolphins announced yesterday that they had waived slash injured defensive end Curtis Weaver, the fifth round pick from the 2020 NFL draft, a decision that surprised many as the Dolphins had just invested a draft selection, nevertheless trading up to land Curtis Weaver in the 2020 NFL Draft. The question's been asked, why would the Dolphins cut a player that they traded up for in the 2020 NFL Draft? The reason being, Weaver sustained an injury on Saturday. The Dolphins expect his season is over, but because he does not have tenure at the NFL level, he must be cut and subjected to waivers if the Dolphins want to place him on injured reserve before cutting the team down, to a 53-man roster. So then the subsequent question that we got was, well, what happens if if Tua got hurt in training camp? Or, you know, the Cleveland Browns just lost Grant Delp at the free safety who they drafted in the second round for the season, presumably with an Achilles tear. Would you have to cut him and put him on waivers? No, you don't have to do that. You are more than welcome to keep that player on an active roster spot, have one less player participate in training camp until you cut the team down to 53 players, and then you can put him on injured reserve without exposing him to the waiver wire. And that's the difference for the Dolphins. Let's look at this through a couple of different scopes, right? Curtis Weaver was, he's the all-time Mountain West sack leader. Really popular player in the pre-draft process. A lot of people, myself included, really liked what Curtis Weaver brought to the table. But, Curtis Weaver lasted till the fifth round. So what does that tell you about the NFL perception of Curtis Weaver, the player, that he lasted until the fifth round, despite the fact that there were a lot of people that were really big fans of his college tape, myself included. What was the catalyst of that tumble? You can point to a number of different things. You can point to... An unstereotypical body type, Uh, he definitely needs time in NFL strength and conditioning to remodel his body. He doesn't have traditional length to play on the edge. And there's a perception uh, of some work ethic questions there, whether or not that's fair to Curtis Weaver or not. I haven't personally met and spoken with Curtis Weaver to be able to vet that out, but that was something that was out there, maturity slash work ethic for Curtis Weaver. So you take all those things, what difference do NFL teams have now that they didn't have back in April? There's no preseason games, there's no practice tape. Curtis Weaver practiced for a week in pads and got hurt. Foot-slash-toe injury is the report. Is a team going to sink and lose an active roster spot in this year, in the here and now, with all the craziness of COVID for a player who's not going to play this year because he has a season-ending injury that nobody liked well enough to take before the fifth round. I view this as a calculated risk for the Dolphins. Is it still a risk if you like Curtis Weaver? Yes, it is. Because a pass-rush-hungry team, New York Giants are a team that come to mind, especially them with brand-new head coach. They're starting from scratch. They may say, you know what? We know we've got a little bit more time on our side. Not super urgent. Let's put a waiver claim in on Curtis Weaver. And we'll ride him out until the start of the season, and then we'll put him on IR, and we can retain his rights and uh, and absorb his contract. And if that's what they choose to do, so be it. The Dolphins clearly didn't covet him enough to protect him from this waiver wire process. I do think they want Curtis Weaver to remain in the building. I don't think you'd get your hands on him and change your mind about who he is in a span of three months before they've never played a game. But this is a calculated risk for the Dolphins, but it is a risk and a decision that when you factor in how the NFL perception of him was before the draft, when you factor in The lack of tape or information that's going to change anybody's minds, you factor in the injury issue. I think Miami is betting we can push Weaver through the waiver wire and still put him on IR. We'll find out this afternoon if that is indeed the case. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese they want pizza, somebody's craving fro There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now directly to your front door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, order what you want to eat from your favorite restaurants, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. DoorDash deliveries include many of your favorite local restaurants, all of which are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left right at the door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero in delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off your first delivery and zero in delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the past 20 years. Whether you're looking for something for your classic or daily driver, engine control models, motor oil, new brake parts, or taillights, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can have everything you need delivered directly To your front door. Best of all, prices are the same for rock auto customers, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to get into these iTunes questions. We got a slew of them today. First one comes from Ish, Power to the Pod, 10-star rating. If I could, I'd give you a 10-star rating. Let's be completely transparent here. Byron Jones, was Byron Jones worth the contract the Dolphins gave him, or was he just the best corner available in free agency? Even so, where does he rank among corners in the league? I think Byron Jones is a top 10 corner in the league. I think if Byron Jones finds some ball skills and consistently creates turnovers, he has the ability to jump higher on that list. So if you get into the the raw outlook of, okay, top 10 corner when you take into account his physical skills, his quality of play, his longevity at this point, Dolphins paid him at the time number one corner money. Is that ideal value? No. But as you said, he was the best corner on the market, and in two years' time, 24 months from now, Byron Jones is probably going to be paid as the 8th through 10th highest-paid corner football. He's already lost the title of CB1 in annual average salary. Uh, This entire slew of really gifted guys like Marlon Humphrey and Tredavious White and Jalen Ramsey, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, these dudes all need to get contracts in the next 18 months. So there is an inevitability that the corner market is going to reset And Miami jumping in on this contract at the time seems very aggressive, yes, but he's going to be outside the top five corners here within 18 months. Uh, And I think he has a very realistic expectation based on the new corner market once all these dudes get paid to live up to the contract that he's given to Miami. But turnovers have to become a more prominent staple in his game. I will say that. Fernie football. Lots of fans have written regarding free agents like Logan Ryan and Jadavion Clowney. I'm more interested in Larry Warford, potentially our O-line. This was pretty surprising. Larry Warford actually opted out of the 2020 season without a team, which was pretty surprising. Uh, so, so he's already said he's not going to play this year. And I weirdly enough, this is so weird, and it's going to get into a question that we got about uh, Robert Hunt and Solomon Kindly here in, in just a little bit. But the dolphin's right guard position seems to have really healthy competition, and you got an SEC in Solomon Kindly who, through the first six, seven today's seventh padded practice, is doing everything he can to like stake a claim for that job. Is he Larry Warford? No. that Larry Warford he, he's kind of in the same boat as like the discussion we had yesterday around Earl Thomas. You know, he's not a problem person, even if he were hadn't opted out. He's not a problem individual. But you look at the cost, you look at the longevity, you look at the age, you think about the Dolphins really seeming to prioritize and covet players that can be here for the next, like, five-plus years if they perform at a high level. I don't think I don't think Larry really fits that bill. So Miami is going to be really selective. They'll continue to show that they'll be really selective with veterans. And, um... I just don't think Warford uh, would have fit the bill based on his age. Uh, Rashal, five-star, love the podcast, love you. Thank you. Two quick questions. Oh, he's going to try and double dip. Let's see how good they are. Why do you harp on Raquan McMillan's training cap battle when Flores says every position is up for grabs? Okay, fair first question. I'll say this. Raquan is a really interesting position battle for me and I don't know that I necessarily harp on it, but I do talk about it pretty frequently because the Dolphins have to make this decision with Raekwon. They need to decide who they want him to be, how much they're going to ask him to do, and because he's an expiring contract, like that is going to have a significant impact on whether Raekwon continues to be really good 45% of plays run stuffer if they're going to pursue him being a three-down linebacker if he's a three-down linebacker and he plays okay, what is his value? What are the Dolphins going to be comfortable with him playing? Are they looking to transition away from him altogether? So I just think there's a lot of layers with the Raquan McMillan stuff for the Dolphins. That like how they choose to handle this is going to be pretty telling. It's going to be pretty eye-opening as far as should we expect Raquan to be back? And they they kind of surprised me with where they took him in the second round. I thought he was kind of like a fringe day two draft pick, and and the Dolphins drafted him in the second round. They drafted him early back in 2017. Other question, will the NFL take Saturday evening or day games? Depends on if college football goes off without a hitch or not. If you got SEC games on Saturday on CBS at 3.30, no, I don't think the NFL is going to jump in there. I think they would have to see the entirety of college football bail for the NFL to jump into that. And we're kind of getting to that tipping point where it's like, Season's two and a half weeks away. How much renegotiation re- and structure are we going to do? Uh, Johnny Reader. Kyle, love the show. What is your confidence level that the Dolphins can shock the world and start 3-0? Miami can push a very different roster in New England. Buffalo in Miami in September is optimal, and Jacksonville on Thursday night is a winnable game. I know all about the O-line uncertainty, but if it starts, I don't know. I got butterflies. Fins up and thank you. confidence level of starting 3 and 0. It's not great. Can it happen? Yes. I'm not going to be an idiot and say that it, that can't happen. And I'll tell you what, if the dolphins start the year 3 and 0, they're going to change the narrative around this team real quick, like really quick. The expectations are going to go through the roof. Um because it's the the two divisional games are critical. If you claim wins in both of those, you start the year 2-0, and 2-0 in the division, including the two teams that are expected to compete, and then you say you go out and sweep the Jets, now you're going to have a winning record in the division no matter what. By the end of November, you're going to have guaranteed four wins in the division if you start 3-0 and to start the year. Um, I wouldn't expect this. I don't think the Dolphins are going to go winless. I think there's a fair chance the Dolphins go 2-1 and one in the first three games. A fair chance? I think it's a good chance they secure a win. And I think it's unlikely they go 3-0, oh, but it is not impossible. Dolphins fan, 120. Do you think the Dolphins can win the division if Tua does 30 touchdowns this season? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't know what the pathway is based on where Tua is at now. Tua, granted, Tua had an amazing day of practice yesterday. Starting get, the, the throws are starting to get a little bit more live. You can tell he's starting to get his feet underneath him. I don't think he's going to – it's too little too late to push Fitz, I think. And if you start 3-0, and then you're probably not going to be transitioning to Tua quickly uh, unless Fitz gets hurt. And I think that's maybe the pathway. But if you told me any Dolphins quarterback was accountable for 30 touchdowns this season, I think the Dolphins have a fair chance of sporting a nine and seven record, and that could be enough. Or if they get a, a lucky bounce somewhere along the way, they sneak their way into ten. You start the year three and zero, for example, then you just got to go seven and six over your final 13 games. You got to play 500 the rest of the way, and 10 wins. I do not know how to say your name, but you gave me a five-star great content review. Love your show. Listen to it on my way to work daily while on deployment in Guam. First and foremost, thank you for your service. That's terrific. Wanted to ask for power to the pod. With the recent pass rush concerns and the Vince Beagle injury, could we potentially see the reunion with Cam Wake? Given that the price is right, of course, while he may be over the hill, he still has some gas in the tank. And what better professional mentor for this young team than old 91? Man, for nostalgia's sake, I would love to get on board with this. Before we just talked about with Larry Warford and (laughs) uh, Earl Thomas, you know, these guys being quote-unquote old at like 31. (sighs) Man, Cam's what, 38, 39? Ageless wonder? I'm just so proud of that dude for getting 100 sacks before the injury settled in last year. For him to come in as late in the game as he did to the NFL level and still secure 100 sacks, that's amazing. That should not be overlooked. Um, But I don't think that kind of veteran bridge to take snaps away from young developing players is something the Dolphins are going to get excited about doing. Got a few more left here. We got three. Kyle has killed it from Tucson tie. When Travis left, I was sad that tremendous dolphin t- content was going to be hard to find. That's not a problem. Kyle's done a fantastic job and keeps this Arizona resident in the loop. Thank you. Question. The recipe for recent team success is getting a rookie quarterback and finding stars in the secondary and pass rush through free agency. Miami has done two of the three. Do you think Miami taps into free agency next season to fix the limited pass rush or should we expect them to fix it through the draft? Would you rather pay for Clowney or draft Rousseau? To answer your question, I would rather draft Rousseau. But I don't think the Dolphins are going to overwhelmingly go out and spend premium dollar on edge guys. like Greg Rousseau might be a perfect fit for the Dolphins if you bulk him up because he's versatile. He can play multiple roles. But kind of these, like, dense, heavy-hitting, linear-explosive pocket pushers, that's kind of who we're going for. That's kind of the mold of this Patriots-style defense, right? I don't necessarily think you're going to see them go out and get a bunch of guys who could dip the inside shoulder and speed rush off the edge and claim a bunch of wins. You get a special Chandler Jones-type player, who's versatile, who can be in a two-point, who can be in a three-point, who can have his hand down the dirt, can play inside the alignment on tight ends, can play stand-up and play a little bit of cover. Like, you get a guy like that, a rare bird like that, yeah, the Dolphins will jump all over him. But if you're just looking for, I guess, like your your standard 4-3 defensive end to rush off the edge and win primarily as a pass rusher, I think they value the run. And the reason being... They're going to manufacture pressures. This is something that's been talked about in camp and the player availabilities already. They've talked about the style of defense. There's gap assignments. There's gap responsibilities. You execute your role, and the system will manufacture pressures by creating numbers advantages on one half of the line of scrimmage or the other. This is not an organic four down lineman rush the passer kind of team. They just don't have that model. So I think the perception of how the Dolphins need to fix the pass rush versus how the Dolphins are actually going to go about continuing to improve the pass rush are going to be two different things. It doesn't matter whether you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable tube. CBD Recover offers CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Once again, that is CBDMD.com, promo code Locked NFL and 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD.
0: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: A couple more iTunes questions. The first one comes from 2Marvel. Kyle, love the content and insights. Keep up the stellar work. Thank you. Question. Considering how good Igbo has been early on, and presuming X comes back at full health at some point, what is the likelihood that one of these three corners is ultimately the answer at free safety? Great question. Um, Igbo probably translates their best. I know Byron Jones played free safety for Dallas for two seasons, and he was good. I mean, he, he had his two interceptions there, but I think you, you think about the dynamics and the athleticism that this team playing this style of defense needs at corner. And it's X has the best ball skills. Let's call a spade a spade. Byron has the experience doing it. And Igbo has uh, the rawness to his game. He's still new playing defense, and he's playing as well as he is. He's been the best corner in camp for the Dolphins for a majority of the practices. He's got the ceiling to do it. What is attractive about each of these corner prospects for the Dolphins is they're all high-end athletes, and that translates to playing in space. I ultimately think Miami will probably want more of a true ball hawk, and um, I think they'll probably look to get their resolutions at free safety somewhere else along the way. I don't think they're going to continuously churn and introduce corners transitioning to safety. But maybe I'm wrong. That's a a really good question, and I might try to find a way uh, to to ask Brian Flores about that during one of these pressers, because that is a trend we're seeing the Dolphins do now. So I'd like to ask him that. Hopefully I get a chance to. Uh, Last one came through on Sunday, so if you offered – Offered a review since Sunday that it's not showing up here. I'll get you next week, I promise. Kyle love the podcast. At what point next year does Brian Flores start catching the blame at coaching if we are having an underwhelming season? Will Brian Flores catch the blame, or will the fact that there was no preseason and short minicamp on such a young team save him? I certainly think that's a dynamic that you can't overlook. This team is continuously introducing... New starters, I think, Joe, I think it was Joe Shad shared this morning on Twitter or last night, whenever it was, 43 players on the Dolphins roster have one or less seasons of NFL tenure on their belt. It's an incredible number. You think about the rookies, you think about the guys who are one-year guys, guys who have been in the league a couple years but have only really been on a team. For one season, this team is filled with youth. It is a moldable ball of clay. The first thing you got to do is throw out all the rigid old pieces that have been indoctrinated in different styles and coaching staffs across, and that was part of the teardown process. And last year, we had the foundation, and now we've collected raw talent and pieces that we know can help, that that are are used to playing a style that the Dolphins are going to want to play. And now you have all this young, raw talent that's just waiting to be molded all in the vision of what this coaching staff wants it to look like. That's terrific. That that is, that is a textbook rebuild steps A, B, and C. Where it goes from here, I don't think... I think if there's expectations that if the Dolphins have a losing year this year or the Dolphins win six games this year, that it was... A bad season, and Brian Flores did something wrong. I think that's unrealistic to Brian. I think we do absolutely need to keep in mind a lot of these dynamics as far as this off season, and we also need to look at the big picture. If you look at San Francisco, San Francisco went to the Super Bowl last year after several consecutive seasons of Kyle Shanahan's team starting slow and not winning games until December couple of rapid fire Twitter questions to bring us home. First one comes from Marcos. Um, beat, beat reporters say Flores sees the safety position differently from what we're used to. Can you explain this concept further and shed some light on if we're good or not good in that position room? Yes, yeah, this is kind of related to the dynamics of potentially long-term transitioning one of the corners there. Um This, how Flores specifically views safeties and knowing that he liked what he saw last year and elevated Josh Boyer to defensive coordinator. I think that's an area that I'd like to see how much I can, or we can, pick Brian's brain and what he would give us to work with there as far as what he's looking for and what is valuable uh, in that safety room. We have... Alejo, Kyle, is 3-4 or 4-3 a better scheme fit based on the roster? I like the linebacker depth, although not having a news track. True nose tackle is an issue. Any word on Benito Jones? I'll say this about nose tackle. Dolphins updated the roster, and Raquan Davis is checking in at a hefty 330 pounds. Knowing that he did a lot of the dirty work at Alabama in the past, and now he's 330 pounds. I think you can make a compelling case if you make sure that his leverage is disciplined, that Raekwon Davis can play some notes. Haven't heard much on Benito Jones. He's, he's, he's looking like, I know him, I was high on Benito Jones. I know some of the other guys were high on Donnell Stanley as potentially being players that surprised his UDFA's. Haven't heard noise from either of those guys to this point in camp, so it's just a tough year for rookies, man. Especially undrafted rookies. You don't have to see how how hard it is for rookies than seeing Curtis Weaver already getting dropped, and hopefully getting plucked back onto the pra- the injured reserve list. Last question from Jack. Power to the Pod question. I heard some very good things about our new offensive linemen, uh, Kinley Jackson and. Flowers, not a lot about Robert Hunt. I'm curious if you could give us an overall review of our offensive line and your opinion of who projects to start. I actually think I'm going to save this one for tomorrow because I know I wanted to, to do another quarterback update on Thursday. Everybody really seemed to enjoy hearing you know, this is what's happened at practice thus far for the quarterbacks and how the dynamics of the room change. Uh, we're getting to talk to Josh Rosen today in the pressers. We talked to Fitz yesterday. So I think Thursday we'll do quarterbacks. Tomorrow we'll do offensive line, and we'll we'll do a deep dive offensive line and talk about where puzzle pieces are probably going to fit. How's that sound, Jack? Hope you guys enjoyed Power to the Pod. I always do. I always enjoy hearing from you guys. You guys bringing these questions all throughout the course of the week gives us plenty of compelling conversation points to discuss. I hope you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins for the rest of the week, the rest of the month, the rest of the season. And beyond, we've got a ton to look forward to as the Dolphins undergo this rebuild and transition into young contenders. So make sure you hit subscribe and take this ride with us. Kyle Krabs signing off to talk to you guys again tomorrow.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements?